If I close my eyes forever, will this podcast remain unchanged? Week two of Ozzy Osbourne on Hit the Light Podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's good. That's I think good. I need to do it again. <laughs> uh, I don't think we can recreate the magic. The Hit the Light Podcast featuring Big Frog and Michael Castleberry is on the air. Covering classic metal and comedy from San Diego, California. So now sit tight and hit the light. The Hit the Light podcast is recorded live and uncensored. Big Frog in particular is not politically correct, so please don't be offended. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hit the Light podcast with me, Big Frog. And me, Mike Castleberry. And this week we're going back in to Ozzy. And uh, there is kind of a current event with Ozzy where he's saying he doesn't know. I saw two. Okay. One, he doesn't know if he'll ever perform again. Uh-huh. Two, he's working on some songs. <laughs> so. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad he's got some new shit and we'll never see him perform that. Yeah. Good for you, Ozzy. Right. Great. Now it's like really like, yeah, I don't know, man. I've been sitting on them tickets for like two years yeah, now. Yeah, we've got tickets. So we've got tickets for the show that was canceled twice. And, and now it's supposed to be like July of next year or something yeah. like that. And I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it was canceled twice. And then, you know, we had mentioned that before where it was like, oh, sick. When it got rescheduled, Megadeth is opening. And then Dave Mustaine got fucking throat cancer. So yeah. it's like, man, yeah. this is a cursed show. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, uh, Ozzy was, uh, in that thing that I read, he was like, man, you know, I was good all the way from 20 to 69, but then I turned 70 and everything just started turning to shit. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's how it goes, you know, especially when you, like, taxed yourself to that Yeah, I mean, the fact that he got to 60 is kind of a shock, so, I mean, if he ends up not performing ever again and that's it i mean i guess that's it yeah we'll, we'll, well get you know. refunds on our tickets yeah and it'll be one of those oh man coulda shoulda woulda right well at least you know we bought the fucking things yeah so yeah. it's not like we didn't and then maybe he plays a show and then immediately is like i'm done forever right like um but right. I don't, you know I don't know. He's probably he could just be in a funk. His health is like not where he wants it to be, and now he doesn't know. I mean, he can always just take it a little easier as far as his stage shit. Like he doesn't have to run around the whole fucking time throwing buckets of water. Around everybody. Yeah, you know, but like that's I don't know. Like that's one thing. You know, I always talk about the the extent and the amount of things that. We just let Ozzy just get away with. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, like his frog jumps that he used to do. Yeah. You know, the buckets of water and, you know, he's running around and, like, none of that looks cool. Yeah. Or, you know, anything or adds anything to the show other than that crazy fuck, you know. Yeah. You know, but it's Ozzy. So yeah. it's just like, yeah, it's, it's Ozzy, whatever. No, I know? mean... The first time I saw Black Sabbath, because I'd never, I still haven't seen Solo Ozzy. Right. Um, it was just the fact that, like, you know, despite everything, it's like, Ozzy's right fucking there, yeah. dude, and he's doing Ozzy shit. Like, yeah. you get so fucking amped for it. And, like you said, it's not cool for the most part. I mean, he's running around throwing buckets of water. I love you all. Yes. Yeah. Some of this weird monkey <laughs> skeleton thing. Yeah. At this point, uh, it's you know, but it's cool because it's not cool. I think because it's like he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants, and he doesn't really give a shit if it looks cool or not. Exactly. You, you know? know, and the funny thing is, you know, um, because I was looking back because I was remembering the times that I've seen Ozzy, and I was just like, hmm, I see you like a little trend. Let me look. You know. Because you know the rumors of the last tour with Sabbath and Van Halen was blowing them away or all that shit that yeah. people say, right? Well, evidently, that experience didn't fucking scare Ozzy any. Yeah. Because over the years, I mean, you know, not that I love all these bands, but over the years, he's had Def Leppard open, UFO, 
Motorhead, Megadeth, Judas, Black Label Society, obviously. Yeah. Rob Zombie, Lamb of God, Corn, Allison Chains, Anthrax, Metallica, Queensryche, Rat, and Motley Crue. Yeah. Oh, so he's not scared of of openers. No, at all. Which, which is good because you get some bands where you can tell yeah. they don't want an opener that's going to blow them away. Right. Like when we saw Kiss and they had a fucking painter. Yeah, the painter. No, <laughs> you know? no risk there. Yeah, you know? nobody. Yeah, like we said, nobody's going to leave that show yeah. going like, man, Kiss was cool, but that painter. Right. Wow, where I can I get one of his it, tutorial videos? Exactly. Like, nobody's going to walk away thinking that was like the moment of the night. Right. And, you know, Ozzy, it seems like his whole thing has always been to, like, get the young fucking dudes right. in, that are in hungry bands to maybe try to push him yeah. a little bit. But he, is, he does say also when uh, Metallica was opening for them. Right. This is right when Metallica were on the cusp of, right. beat, like, breaking through. Yeah. Ozzy was even saying, like, how the fuck am I supposed to follow that? Right. Like, yeah. he... And it and it was I saw that show here and it was uh, Metallica killed it, and then it was like for me I was like oh shit I, you know was, you know, <laughs> but um, but at the end of the day like the crowd still got the most hype for like Crazy Train and yeah. Iron Man and Paranoid of the night yeah so it wasn't like you know yeah. whatever but yeah for sure there was a you know. I, I I was thinking, how the fuck's he gonna follow that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Ozzy was—I mean, he did say, uh, other than how the fuck am I supposed to follow that? He, he was basically saying like they're never gonna open again. Yeah, like not saying they're never gonna open for me again. It's right. This is the last time they open for anyone. Now the one thing that I had to say about Metallica—Metallica picks good openers. Yeah. But they don't let them play at full volume. No. <laughs> you know? So that's you know that's another thing, and you know, and some bands even. Like a band that's not afraid of getting blown away because I don't think there's a band on earth that could blow Iron Maiden off the stage, but they bring shitty openers just for like nepotism reasons, you know. Yeah, he's got a his daughter has a band, Steve Harris's daughter has a band, yeah. they opened the Raven Age that's opening this next show. That they're related somehow to Steve Harris, too. I'm not sure yeah. exactly what it, it might be, a son or it might be some something else, yeah. But well, so that's you know. It's, it's not going to make for the best show. You know? Well, I think maybe with Ozzy, when he's picking some of them openers, I think he sometimes is treating this like a, a miniature OzFest. Sort of, yeah. Like, these yeah, are... This, that's, this isn't even counting the people that have been on yeah. OzFest. So yeah. that's like, it's like pick something that's going to be sick, you know. I'm wondering if it's a little bit different when he's with Sabbath, because the first time I saw uh, Sabbath, Andrew WK opened, but he's doing a DJ set. Mm. So uh, it was just sitting and watching him play Motorhead and stuff, and there's flashing lights. So nobody was going like, oh, that was cool. Right. But then, uh, what the fuck is, because Metallica had, you know, I'm Mixmaster Mike of, yeah. do that shit too. I don't know why bands are doing that. I guess maybe because you just got to pay the one guy. Yeah. But, and, and, and it's like a warm-up for the warm-up, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Testing the sound. Yeah. You know, real you know. expensive sound check. But, right. But then when we saw Sabbath in uh, L.A., they did have an opener. Right. And that was, uh, fuck. Yeah, it was some southern rock, southern Something hard sons, rock band. The, yeah, yeah, Rival Sons. Rival Sons, yeah. Okay, yeah. there you go. They kind of had like a Led zeppelin vibe and everything. Yeah. So they... You know what? Like some people love Rival Sons. Like like uh, Dean Del Rey talks about them on their, on his podcast all the time. Like they're the next fucking whatever. They're they're it's, cool. It's I cool. It's just not my style. It reminded me a little bit of Wolf Mother in the earlier two thousands. Like it was that kind of like Led Zeppelin-y sound. Right. But I just I have a hard time super digging those bands because it's too derivative to me. Like, you know, Greta Van Fleet's going to be playing over here yeah, in nah. a little bit. And it's just like, everybody's like, they're the next Led Zeppelin. Da, da. Right. It's like they're a Led Zeppelin cover band that right. started writing their own songs, man. Like, right. And they haven't no, hit that right formula yet yeah. to have even like one really great song. 
Yeah, like I haven't heard one that makes me go, fuck, I right. need to really listen to these guys. I just listen to them like, oh, this sounds like it could be like a Led Zeppelin yeah. song, but like not one it of them. didn't make the cut. Yeah, yeah, not one of their better ones. Right. And I don't, I just don't like bands that are like a step removed from being a tribute act because right. it's like, when you look at the kid, the, they look like fucking kids first off they in, do. This, in that band. Especially the singer. Yeah, but they're dressed... Like they're, you know, 70s, you know, rockers and everything else. So it just looks like you're, you're in a costume. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it looked cool when they did it in the 70s because that's, that was like the fucking thing going on. Right. And it was cutting edge. Yeah. So people everywhere were kind of dressing like that. You just look like you found your parents' old clothes. Right. And started a band. Right. Or you're going to a 70s party. Yeah, and like you got a, the best fucking look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, welcome to our episode on why we don't like Greta Van Fleet. Right. Uh. <laughs> right. So <clears throat> I was reading today because you know the the guitar spot in Ozzy was like the thing to to get. Oh yeah. You know, and it remains so for for a long time. And then now it's really like the only thing is you're going to get your name out there. Yeah. You know, basically, because that's what happened for Gus G. You know, uh, um, they had before they had uh, him, they had Zach, obviously. And then they had a dude named Joe Holmes. And that dude's a trip because he was in the band for like four years. But they never made a record. Yeah. And he was uh, actually a student of Randy Rhodes, and he plays the guitar like correctly, like the way you would teach with a class, like with his thumb in the middle of the back of the neck yeah. and his fingers flat like this, yeah. you know. And um, and he's technically really good, and he kills the Randy shit. He does it like note for note, like Randy did it. Yeah, but he's just missing like some fire spark. Just that a, you know that just a certain je ne sais quoi. Yeah, that, that Randy obviously had. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a, there's a reason why Randy was Randy, and he is a student of Randy. Right, and he was also missing like any type of stage presence yeah. really whatsoever. And he like I seen three concerts with him. They're all shitty quality, but I sat mm-hmm. through them anyway. And uh, in one of them, he was wearing. Uh, camouflage shorts and the other one he was wearing uh cargo shorts and in the other one he was just wearing dickies <laughs> you know there's i feel like this should like cross over because there's an old saying in stand-up you don't wear shorts on stage right uh i feel like you don't fucking wear shorts when you're playing metal yeah like that's i think they might have been trying to go for the grunge thing like, look, our guitar player's grunge or something. I guess. And maybe that's what it was. I don't know, man. That seems to be like Ozzy never really made like a grungy sounding record or anything. So I don't see him trying to play up that look. Right. Because, I mean, yeah, he tried to glam it up a little bit in the 80s. But yeah. I think he kind of realized that was not a, a good plan. Drugged up mistake. Yeah. And, uh, Tone that down and just kind of had his like standard ass look after that but right i don't know so so zach comes back and then and you know every time zach leaves and comes back they never give a reason why they just say oh we needed a replacement for this tour or for whatever and then it ends up extending or whatever but they never say you know Zach said, fuck you, you don't fuck to pay me right, or Ozzy said, fuck you, you're not coming up with the riffs right, or they never say. I always just assume Zach wants to leave and work on, like, Black Label Society right. shit and stuff like that. Like, it seems like they have an open-door policy yeah. for him. Like, like an open relationship? Yeah, like, if you want to be in the band, you're in the band, but if you want to go focus on right. do some of your other shit, we'll hire another guy. Right. And his, you know, and he'll be in it until you decide you want to come back. Right. Well, that's basically what, like, what, like, getting the gig for Ozzy is now is almost like, it's like you're an independent contractor, you oh, know, yeah. and you got to, like, okay, you're in the band, but you're going to also need to figure out how to make your own money. Yeah. Because this gig doesn't, like, 
pay a king's ransom or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know? shit, it's funny because, like, yeah, when Rob Trujillo got hired by Metallica, mm-hmm. he was, you know, with with Ozzy's uh, touring band and everything. And right. He had done the thing where he re-recorded the bass tracks on right. some of those old records. And then they, the funny thing... I wonder thing, what that paid. Maybe like 25 grand <laughs> or something. Your fucking soul. Flat. Yeah. Jesus. Like, <laughs> you're yeah. gonna... Yeah, you have a Sharon on there. You wanna be on an Aussie record? Yeah. You're gonna re-record a classic one. Yeah. <laughs> at the expense of your soul. <laughs> right. I was like, what? <laughs> but the thing is, is they even... They tried to spin that shit that it wasn't about fucking over Bob Daisley and Lee Kerslick. Right. Um, you can, here's the thing, though. If you're trying to fuck them on royalties, like, Bob Daisley still wrote the fucking songs. What are you going right. to say? Rob Trujillo wrote them? Yeah. <laughs> Retroactively. Yeah, it's, it's like half. It's like they don't get the performance uh, yeah. fees or whatever the fuck it is. But... but. They tried to spin it as it was, you know, updating, a, a, updating, and a fresh new take, right, on these classic albums. Right. But then you hear Sharon is saying that it wasn't her idea; it was Ozzy's. Oh yeah, totally. But then Ozzy went and said that it was Sharon's idea. Yeah, went and he said knew the no- truth. <laughs> he said that he knew nothing about it for yeah. the most part, and then because I think he said that around the time that there was rumors there was going to be they're going to divorce. Right. Because he was like, oh, that was all Sharon. I wasn't, like, consulted whatsoever on this decision. And then, like, they kind of ignored it. And then when they did a reissue again, they went back to the original recordings and right. just kind of remastered them. And just all the all Ozzy gave for that is, you know, thinking about it, I'd just rather have it the way it was. Right. i just rather have the original. Right. Back. And you know, if I was gonna do that, like, like for, like for example, the other day you sent me that mix of uh, "Goodbye to Romance" that without the keyboards. Yeah. And you could hear all like the extra guitar parts that are there that yeah. are kind of covered up. If I was gonna do that reissue shit like that, I would have fucking put Randy's shit way up louder. Yeah. And and just be like, okay, this is this is a. Uh, this is what a lot of mo- you motherfuckers want to hear anyways. Yeah. And, and done it that way. And then actually downplay the other parts. Yeah. You know, but really I've listened to those. And aside from a couple of parts, you can't really, I mean, the drums are just not as good. Yeah. You know, uh, for uh, Randy Castillo, like, you know, I, I wanted to like you know, he's, he's a, I mean, at that time, especially, you know, he's a Mexican, you know, heavy metal band yeah. that's huge. There wasn't very many. So I was digging that. But I just like, I don't like him. Uh, he was, <laughs> you, you know, he was good on the shit that he recorded. You know, he has his own kind of style and that's cool. But for the old shit, like the Randy shit, he takes too many liberties with that shit and yeah. changes the style of the song. You know, so I, yeah. So that, no, no. I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, so I'm waiting for Sharon after Ozzy to die to like do some sort of thing where she like just has a vindictive reissue where it's like she just hates the fans or something where it's like here's here's Blizzard of Oz with Gus G re-recording yeah. all that. <laughs> right. Speaking of Gus G, so Gus G gets the gig because once again, uh, Zach leaves for whatever yeah. reason oh actually this time i think he was fired uh yeah he was fired and uh and so and don't know why but um but you know zach also says that th- that being in ozzy's band made him an alcoholic yeah you know and 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 so maybe he also needed to get away so that he could fucking try to because he had like blood clots in his legs and shit yeah he was fucked up you know, well, because so, he he started partying with Ozzy when he was like barely out of his teens, right? Like, yeah, he went straight to the big leagues. He was trying to hang with you know mm-hmm. Ozzy fucking Osbourne with the undestru- indestructible yeah. motherfucker and indestructible. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not an English major, so. yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, and so Zach, and so Gus G gets the gig, 
And I had heard of Gus G because just for the only reason was that he played uh, a Charvel Star. And I fucking dug those fucking guitars. And that's how I found out who he was. And so I went and listened to some of his shit, Firewind and some other shit that he did. And I was impressed with his, with his uh, techniques. You yeah. know, he, he's a good fucking <clears throat> guitar player. The thing is, which I didn't find out until later, was that his plan was try to bring it back to the Randy shit and, you know, try to write songs like that again. Yeah. And I just think, man, the fucking disappointment that this dude must have got because you get the call that you got the gig. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck yeah, dude. You're on top of the fucking world and you're just like thinking that things are what they're really not, you yeah. know? Like, he probably thought he was just going to go and make it more like Randy shit and like yeah. the old shit and fuck yeah, we're back and, you know? And the the songs were already written, you know, by by Ozzy and this producer dude that, yeah. uh, what was his name? Do you, do you remember? Oh, um, he looks like motherfucking Rasputin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some Canadian guy. He's a producer. He uh, produced like Kevin Churko. Kevin Churko. He produced like Five Finger Death Punch album, yeah. uh, Shania Twain, Britney Spears album. He is a disciple of Mutt Lang. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. And so he wrote the album with Ozzy, which basically means he wrote the album. Yeah. Right. And so here comes Gus G with all these ideas, and it turns out he's just here to play the parts and play some solos and. It's like it's like the movie Rockstar when uh, the dude that was in the the cover band gets the gig and right. he's like I got lyrics and da 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 yeah. and like yeah yeah just sing yeah. the shit don't worry about it dude we got this yeah yeah so that's so so then he gets that and then Ozzy goes off to do Sabbath for the foreseeable future yeah and he's just like fuck and his band's in limbo and. This shit's in limbo, and I don't know, money-wise, how it was going. He's got people on podcasts saying he's the worst guitarist that yeah. I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's just a lot going wrong for Gus G. Right. That, you know, you laid on him. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then next thing you know, he's fired. Yeah. You know? So, eh. That, he got to be on something. Yeah, he was on the one album. He was on yeah. Scream. I which, thought he was on uh, one of the live ones, too. Oh, he might have been. Yeah, I don't know about that. In which case, I need to check that out because I haven't heard it, and uh, I would like to hear it. what he does with the with the Randy shit. Nope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it was Gus G on this live at the uh, Budokan, but it was Zach. So right. Maybe I guess he just got to do that one. Yeah, he did the one. album and he did the tour. And if we would have seen Ozzy win. He first was supposed to come. It would have been Gus G, but since then he's not in the band no more, and Zach's back in the band. I thought Zach was already back in the band um, at that point. Just it was announced he was back in for that whole. Oh, was it? Tour. Oh, okay. Then, then there you go. Then, yeah. so it still would have been Zach because they're saying Zach was going to be doing um, more backing vocals, like so he's going to be on mic more. Ah, um, yeah. To, to bolster Ozzy's sound a little bit speaking of which uh you're not a fan of the zach sabbath thing fuck no oh, that shit sucks dude uh, i just said uh the best description i heard of that was his vocals on that sounded like if you combine like jack black and peter griffin oh like, lord because i've heard his vocals in black label society right but they're something fucking weird going on with his vocals. So he, he should have done it more like himself instead of trying to yeah. whatever. Because I guess he's trying to sound like Ozzy, right? Or hire a guy that sounds like Ozzy. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was weird. <laughs> no, no. I don't want to talk about Zach Sabbath. Yeah. yeah. Well, you... still better than Mac Sabbath. <laughs> so. Well, when you showed me that, you're like, hey, check this out. Zach Sabbath, you interested? And I, lo I looked at one video of him yeah. and I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> So, Zach's back in the band, but Ozzy hasn't made an album in, I don't know, two, was that 2010 that uh, Scream, I think it was 2010 that Scream came out. Yeah. So, he hasn't made an album since then, and, you know, now, I mean, he says he's working on some songs, but 
it's like, and you know what? Ozzy's probably one of the only dudes left in in heavy metal anyway that can still sell an album because his shit always charts for whatever yeah. reason. So he might be able to sell another one, but you know, this time he should let the fucking guitar player write it like the old days. That yeah. was a winning formula that yeah. he fucking fucked off. Because that Scream record, that's the worst Ozzy album I've ever heard. Yeah. By far. It just it doesn't sound anything like, I mean, the music doesn't sound anything Ozzy related. Yeah. You know, obviously the vocals sound like Ozzy, but that's, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I lost interest in buying new Ozzy albums uh, with... Uh, the one he came out with in the early 2000s. Uh, no More Tears or No, no, no. No Rest no. for the Wicked. That was late 90s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I like yeah. that one. Uh, Down to Earth. Down to Earth. came out in 2001. And I bought it, but it wasn't all that good. And right. then he did Undercover, which is just a bunch of cover, a cover songs. songs, which, like, weird choices. Yeah. Then Black Rain, which was okay yeah had a cool surprisingly kind of a cool cover yeah um that's the thing man um for being like a big rich fucking rock star and one of like the greatest like rock stars in the world like he's got shit covers for his albums really like almost none of them are good really bad Um, and you but you know what i think that comes from a proud tradition of sabbath that their covers have always been i mean obviously the first one's great oh yeah it's one know? of their greatest that's fucking albums, awesome yeah. but aside from that uh sabbath bloody sabbath is awesome yeah that's i like live evil cover that's yeah. pretty badass but, but other than that they're pretty some weird shit in in uh in sabbath yeah and ozzy <clears throat> Well, the Sabbath stuff is weird, but it looks like it's like, I can take weird. Yeah. Ozzy's just looks stupid. Yeah, because Sabbath shit looks like drugged out. Yeah. You know, or whatever. So at least there's some reason yeah. for this. So like technical ecstasy is, you know, the one that, you know, Ozzy says it just looks like two robots shagging on a yeah escalator. Yeah. And then um, Never Say Die has like the uh, the fighter pilot right. and shit. And that's kind of a coolish cover for... Yeah. But sabotage is hilarious with uh, the with, with the, the red pants. Yeah, but you know? <laughs> it, it's just a picture of the band, though. Yeah, but like once you get Ozzy, like you said, you had messaged me before that he left out with the Blizzard of Oz cover, right? Because you've seen other pictures from that photo shoot and they look fucking dumb. Yeah, but they got one shot of Ozzy that right. looked great, and they're just like, "This that, is the one in this costume," yeah. and then. Diary Diary of a Madman comes out. It's like what they yeah. It's like all of a sudden, like all his albums look like they're just taking him to Party City. Yeah, it looks like a Jekyll and Hyde, like a high school play, Jekyll and Hyde or something. Yeah, like I understand that maybe like art design wasn't what it was back in the day, but like for sure, there's not a single person. No, Alice Cooper was killing the game all through that. Yeah, that looked at that and went like. Like, that's, and then you got around that same period, you know, you got, like, well, at least Mob Rules was a cool, okay looking cover. Yeah, I liked it. But, it was Sabbath weird. is coming up with the fucking weird born again, like, demon baby shit. And then you got Ozzy in a wacky ass werewolf thing oh, for yeah. Mark at the Moon. Yeah. And then it just becomes a series of, like, like I was saying, Ultimate Sin is probably the coolest. Of those in that time period, mm-hmm. and it's still fucking not cool. Yeah, like it's almost cool. Yeah, it's almost cool. They have like whatever. Every time I look at it, I'm like, I don't know why they have like a a drawing of Danzig on the front of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but at least it kind of looks cool. The imagery is cool, and then they put Ozzy's face on a dragon. Yeah, it ruins the whole effect. Right. But then yeah. after that, it then it just becomes like. Here's a picture of Ozzy. Yeah. Here's another picture of Ozzy. You know that Moses is weird looking. Yeah. You know what I think is funny is I think like some of those ideas and some of those uh, and some of those uh, concepts just come from fucking Ozzy's like ramblings. Yeah. And then and he's just like one of those dudes that lands on like shit that sounds good, you know, or whatever. 
And so, like, he'll be, you know, telling a story in an interview. And oh, I was a lunatic, man, barking at the moon or whatever. And then somebody's yeah. like, okay, bark at the moon. Write a song about that. Well, or tell, you know, yeah. I'm a rock and roll rebel, man. You know, okay, here we go. Here's right. a song, you know, whatever, whatever. Free as the breeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I got tampons, man. But, uh, oh, man, that's the thing, though, like, um, well, Bark at the Moon, they said, like, it was, it came from, like, the punchline of some joke that they're telling at the time. It right. was, like, eat shit and bark at the moon or something like that. Oh, okay. And I can't remember it exactly. They said it was in the liner notes for the um, Osman Cometh compilation. Because right. they talked about each song that was on it and why it was chosen. And it was a, I suggest giving that a listen if you ever get bored just because okay. i mean it's it's a greatest hits but it has an original song for it that they did a video for and then they open it with uh black sabbath demos so it's the demo of black sabbath and the demo of war pigs oh wow um that's cool that have like some the alternate lyrics yeah for yeah yeah and black sabbath um it's mostly the same Except for, um, there's just some extra guitar parts. Like, there's a part, like, you know, you, you're used to the way the song goes, generally yeah. flows. But there's just a part where it starts that build thing. And then it just goes back into the slow part right. again. And then it does it again where you expect it. And yeah. Shit, so. Yeah. It's funny because, like, with Sabbath, some of those songs, they talk about, like, well, yeah, you know, so... We had to play like so many sets or so many minutes. So sometimes we just play the same song for like fucking 15, 20 minutes yeah. or whatever and just add parts and shit, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, th those are the two uh, bands, Sabbath and Iron Maiden, where you could like frequently hear alternate lyrics and shit because they were doing the songs before they made the records. Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, that's not something that is very much done anymore. You know, not really. Yeah, I don't think too many people bust out the song until until it's time. Every um, once in a while, you'll hear, "Oh, this is from our upcoming, you know, record or whatever." But Metallica did that actually um, when they were recording "Death Magnetic" during some live shows in Japan or something like mm -hmm. that. They started playing songs like, "Oh, these are going to be on the new record," and their songs that won no single part of it has like shown up on any Metallica stuff since but like one of the songs they're doing like it just ended up getting like blown up mm -hmm. like lyrics thrown out one riff ended up in one song another riff ended up in another song right, right. so they're kind of like oh these are kind of interesting and at the time the, the songs didn't have a name so like when you look it up on YouTube it just it was like Metallica new song one and new song two. Oh wow and you know got Lars hyping it up it's like and the great thing is dudes like you can't fuck it up cause we don't even know the words yet like yeah <laughs> yeah for sure but, that's uh, some Lars shit to say so uh how about that uh duet with Lita Ford <laughs> oh man <laughs> that was big dude right uh, I mean I uh I broke you using right. that as our intro right but uh I wonder if that was like uh, one of those where, well, you fucked my chick, so I'm gonna fuck your chick. Because yeah. that was Tony's chick at the time, wasn't yeah. it? Or like just had they had just they must have just broken up. I don't yeah. think she. I don't think Tony. Yeah, I don't think you would have it. Yeah, would have had that shit. Maybe so it, it might have been one of those. Yeah, but a huge hit. Huge, and it's like you said, it weirds you out because uh, Ozzy's big hits are ballads. Yeah. And he doesn't seem like a traditional balladeer. Not at all. Not at all. But I think there's something to uh, to a guy like him that's like a fucking madman that doesn't have that like beautiful voice. Right. Like singing a ballad. Yeah. There's something a little bit. It's got a little more rock quality to it. Yeah. It's not. It kind. Of, you can listen to it and not be like. Psh, yeah. Like. And it sounds like he feels it. Yeah, yeah he's getting cool. some emotion in there. So that was, you know, a fun little diversion. What's funny is he also um, recorded a ballad with Lemmy. Right. 
Lemmy wrote that, right? Yeah, Lemmy wrote Lemmy wrote it because Lemmy wrote some shit for Ozzy. Yeah. Um, Lemmy wrote the song and he wanted to do this. Uh, I ain't no nice guy or something like that. Right. And he, he was sure this is going to be his big fucking hit. Right. Lemmy was constantly for someone that people think like didn't give a shit about whether he was accepted or anything like that. He really wanted a hit. Right. Like real bad. Right. Because and because I read his autobiography and he was like I wrote a song, I got Ozzy on it and it still didn't fucking hit like it should have and he was super pissed. Right. Like he thought he had every element in place right for his big breakthrough hit because yeah. you know like he's saying he even cites like Ozzy just did a goddamn duet with Lita Four that was huge. Right. It's like I got the one of the biggest rock stars in the world. I'm doing a ballad. People like ballads. Yeah. But it's you know, it's Lemmy singing a ballad. Right. So it's really like you think Ozzy it's, singing a yeah. ballad's weird. It's Lemmy even crazier. Lemmy the crooner comes did, out. Did Lemmy write Mama I'm Coming Home? I think he might have. He might have wrote so that might have been because that was a hit. Pretty I mean yeah. as, as much as heavy metal songs are hits. Yep. Yeah, there you go. See? Uh, he also... Lemmy had uh, a few songwriting credits on uh, No More Tears. So it's I Don't Want to Change the World. Okay. Uh, Mama, I'm Coming Home. Desire. Hellraiser. So he was really... Active on that active one. Active on that one. Yeah. So he got his hit. I mean, I would say Mama, I'm Coming Home is a hit. Yeah, but and, he wanted it for him. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. The, he's the same one when, when you read his autobiography. He's all kind of bent because like some of the um, new wave of British heavy metal bands had mm-hmm. kind of blown up, and like it didn't really do nothing for him. Right. He was like, "How come we're not getting the same fucking play?" Like, yeah. He's kind of like really was upset that he didn't get that hit, and then later in life he finally like won a Grammy and shit like that. Right. So I think he got like that acceptance that he that he wanted. He wanted. Yeah. You know, that it's funny because, like, I think, I feel like some of these bands, because of what they liked, right? And I don't know if something happens to your ears and you don't hear things the same way, but I don't think that, like, Ozzy realizes that Black Sabbath was a million miles away from the Beatles. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that Lemmy realizes that he's even... 10 more million miles away from Little Richard. Yeah. You know, it's like they still, they think it's like, oh, it's almost the same shit. It's rock and roll. Yeah. You know, it's whatever, but it's really not at all. I don't uh, think. I well, mean, for Motorhead, you can hear the rock and roll in Motorhead. For sure. You know, because it really is like Chuck Berry and shit. Right. Just distorted and loud. But it's put through a grinder. It's yeah. not, fans of Chuck Berry are, are usually not fans of Motorhead. Probably not. You know, and fans of the Beatles usually are not. I mean, I'm sure there are some crossovers. Yeah. But in general, you know. Well, I think Sabbath and shit, I think they just thought they're the next step. Yeah. Like, if the Beatles kept going, like, maybe they would sound like us. Yeah. Um, right. Turns out, uh, according to, like, John Lennon and shit, uh, if the Beatles kept going, they would have sounded like ELO. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> when Electric, like, Order to Kostrev was putting out some shit, like, uh, Mr. Blue Sky. Right. That people sometimes think is a Beatles song. Yeah. Like, yeah, ex-Beatles are like, this is probably what we would have ended up sounding yeah. like. See, like, so. Jeff Lynn was a huge Beatles fan, so yeah. that makes more sense. You yeah. know, that, yeah, Totally. But I'll, the thing is, like, yeah, it's funny because, like, when you look at metal bands, cause I remember back in the 90s, I had some magazine, and it was talking about, like, um, influences of bands. Mm-hmm. And there was all these metal bands and stuff, so there's, like, Black Label Society was in there. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, what's your favorite band? Black Sabbath, you know? Right. Shut up, Zach. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. But then it's like they're going through, and there are newer bands and newer bands, and it was like, Black Sabbath was united at the time, and it's like, influences cream the beatles like right shit like that right yeah you know cream i can actually see that through oh for sure um for sure and the, the 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 good thing that happened during that time was that heavy was good yeah so like when zeppelin's album came out iomi's like well, we're gonna be heavier yeah right so that so thank god for that right i think if 
this is pure speculation on my point. We're getting a little farther from the point that we wanted to be making, but this mm. happens all the time. I think had Iomi not fucked up his fingers and been forced to kind of come up with the sound he came up with, yeah, I think it had been trying to be Clapton type of... Yeah. Know? I think that's where his... I think he was like really like one of those guys that wanted to be like a Clapton or a Jeff Beck right. or something like that and right. then accidentally invents heavy metal. Right. So. Yeah. See, and, and but you know what though? That's what it takes. That's what it takes because it's just like the it's just like the four minute mile or whatever. Uh-huh. Somebody had to break it first, you yeah. know, and then everybody could fucking run wild or whatever. But you know, somebody had because like to me, like you know, Eric Clapton. I mean, he wrote some cool shit, although most of his hits he didn't write, and he played some good parts. Although there were better dudes that were around him at the time that that didn't get the same recognition that he got. You know, but to me, like, he was, like, the fastest kid in the class with a bunch of fucking slow kids. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, and, you know, meanwhile, you had Blackmore, to, to me, run run circles around him. You had Jeff Beck, to me, who run circles around him. Yeah. So, you know, but it really doesn't matter because he had the platform, and so since he had the platform, that type of music got attention, which ended up being a really good thing. Yeah, but I don't think like you know the uh, my brother-in-law Roy's band, they play um, they play a lot of Clapton. You know, yeah, and it seems pretty easy to you know. <laughs> seems like it seems like it's not that hard because yeah. these old dudes are doing it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, so. it's like I remember seeing a joke um, back in the day. Also, it's like uh, if if the blues is so hard to play, how come so many fucking sixteen-year-old kids are playing? It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. I mean, it's it's difficult in its own way. Right. Like, you can't fucking play the blues. Right. No. I, can't. <laughs> I certainly can't. It, it's, and it's one of those, it, it's, you know, and it's one of those things. It's like, if somebody said, hey, you know what? We, we need you to play a blues guitar player. Can you act like you can play the blues? Sure. Yeah. You know, but if I, but I'm not going to be like, hey, listen to my new blues album. <laughs> you know, it's, no. <laughs> Frog sings the blues. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's uh, not easy being blue. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, now that we've uh, talked about Black Sabbath for a while and talked about Jeff Beck and, and all kinds every, of other shit. kinds of shit. Shit and on Eric Clapton. Shit on Clapton. Talk shit on Ozzy's album covers. Maybe we should talk about uh, Ozzy songs that we like and shit like that. For sure. You For know, sure. Let's uh, let's get to the fanboy thing because there's a reason why we're doing this episode. We're not doing it just to make fun of Ozzy. Right. Uh, it kind of went that way for a minute there. Right. But... Okay, uh, so what I want to do here, I'm going to say about five songs or so, maybe, well, we get uh, honorable mentions to some shit. Right. Um, I want to give a, like, a little honorable shout out. I think it's just because this one's newer in my head, because I'd never listened to that um, Ozzy uh, You Said It All mm-hmm. that only was on the little live thing right. because they didn't get it recorded for Blizzard of Oz. That's a fucking sick song, yeah. man. It's the the fucking the riff stomps like it's got a great solo in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chorus has a really good vocal line by Ozzy, and it was like that would have been killer, totally on the track. Yeah, I love that song. Uh, so I'm giving a little bit of love for that as an honorable mention, but it's an it's newer in my head. I don't want this to just only be Randy era songs for me because I. It's really, it's his, his career is so front loaded mm-hmm. that it's really easy to just like, you could have a best of Ozzy and it only be the first two albums. Totally. And people will be like, okay, totally. you're totally. not missing out on too much. Right. But, um, to give a little bit of love to, uh, to a Zach mm-hmm. song, uh, I don't want to change the world. Cool. I like that one. It's got a cool riff. I always like the, you know, the line, you know, uh, you tell me I'm a sinner. I got news for you. I spoke to God this morning and he don't like you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of really shitting on overly religious people. Right. So I'm going to give Zach some love. I'll let you 
pick a song after that. All right. Well, I'm just I'm gonna go like in a different way. I'm just gonna like say a, like one or two things about a bunch of songs. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> so like I'm gonna start with Mr. Crowley because okay. like if you had like you know later on we're gonna do a, a best solos episode. Yeah. And that's kind of a cheating thing because it has two solos. Yeah. So so you can count it as one, I guess. And uh, and that would be a lot of people's go-to. And that's badass. But for me, like, one of the baddest solos on this record is uh, where it goes from Revelation Mother Earth into Steal Away. Uh-huh. And it has that, that solo in between mm-hmm. there. That's insane. And and uh, at, that shows like the full the full range of what uh, of what Randy can do. Yeah, because he's got slow parts up. It speeds up to fucking, and it just has intensity. You know, um, that could bite a romance. That cut that you showed me was awesome. You know, uh, it, it so many little things. It really kind of rehabilitates the song in a way. Yeah. I had always kind of thought it was an okay little ballad. And right. Yeah. When I was saying, like, I think it's one of Randy's greatest moments last week, it's because I had just been listening to that re-edited version that's just Ozzy and just the guitar. Right. And like you said, like, you take out that keyboard and everything, you just have this really nice little melodic, you know, guitar. Uh, right. Guitar lick that Randy's closing the song out with. And then in the original version, they fade out. Mm-hmm. So on top of that, you barely hear it, and then it's fading out. And the recut version, they don't do the fade out. Right. It just goes into Randy finishing the song. Right. Which is better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And that's and that just goes to show what I mean. Why I say so many times that I find a lot of times keyboards in hard rock or heavy metal to just be unnecessary. Yeah. You know, unless they're really doing something like, you know, like in Rainbow, where the keyboard is doing his own thing in yeah. in, uh, in Deep Purple. Yeah. You know, that's his own dude. And, and uh, but for some of these things, it's it's almost like, okay, we, we need to put some keyboards on here. What do you got? Yeah. And they didn't have much. Well, it's like know? when I showed you the, the other uh speak of the devil thing you know oh yeah when we're looking at that and i was like hey here's the here's paranoid uh the uh too much keyboard yeah for sure because any is too much well yeah (laughs) well it sounds like because i listened to it all the way through it sounds like even the sound guy realizes too much keyboard yeah because it becomes far less prominent at the end at the end but at the beginning there's a lot of keyboard in that shit i'm like why is there any right right (laughs) Uh, another the other thing on here, um, uh, two things. D. D was another one of those things that I would show to the non-believers. Uh-huh. All the way coming from um, Spanish Fly to Rainbow Eyes to early Ingve Black Star to show people that hey, heavy metal dudes can play. Yeah. You know. And other shit that you would probably like, yeah. you know. So D was another one of those things that I would yeah. put in people's face to say, "Look, look at it. Look where. Look at the talent that's here." You know. <clears throat> and Suicide Solution, obviously, uh, which is funny because its length is four twenty, <laughs> but uh, obviously that's the song that Randy soloed on live. Yeah. You know? So that that's obviously the best version of that. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, and his solo is awesome, and and the thing about it is that uh, he continued doing that solo basically throughout the time that he was in the band, and it's almost like like Ace Frehley's solo yeah. that he does and continues to do. He probably still does it now, um, and it's badass. You know, he keeps doing it for a reason. You know, well, yeah, man. Um... I think that Suicide Solution also, I think that's one of the songs that um, was a riff that Randy brought with him. Right. Like, from, like, uh, from Quiet Riot. Right. So there were some riffs that, that were, apparently there were some hard feelings there a little bit too because he brought some riffs and he wrote them mm-hmm. and repurposed them for Ozzy songs. But I guess there was a few of them where, you know, they're on demos and they shit were like that. existing songs, yeah. 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 So they're like, "Fuck." Right. 
man, Diary of a Madman is a sick ass song. It the, really is. You know, the guitars on that, the intro, all the, you know. And the funny thing, too, is that on a lot of these songs, there's like classical guitar tracks that are like not really audible, but they're there. Yeah. You know, and every once in a while you can hear them. But like if you watch one of those videos, like, um, one of those, like 30 years after the blizzard or whatever, those where they go back into the studio and they like isolate tracks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you can hear it in there and they, and you can tell where it is. Yeah. And obviously that song has a bunch of them. So I'm going to throw out my songs again now and then we can finish doing your thing. Cool. So, um, give another look. I want to give some more love to Jakey Lee. Uh, Killer of Giants. That's a fucking great song, man. Cool. That's I mean, that's probably my favorite on that album. Yeah. Which you know. Which that's what I thought the album was called. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really good song, and it's another one where Ozzy has a pretty solid vocal line on there, and then it's like you know an anti-war song, which you know you don't usually get that from from the Oz man, right? You know, it's basically. Because I, before I listened to it, I was like, Killer of Giants, what the fuck? Is this mm-hmm. some medieval, like, Dungeons and Dragons shit? Mm-hmm. And then it's just, no, he's talking about nuclear weapons and shit. Yeah. Um, but uh, then after that, I just want to focus more on the Randy shit again. Um, it's, you know, I'm going to do a cheat on one of my favorite Ozzy songs because it's, Randy playing a Black Sabbath song. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Children of the Grave on tribute. He just like it's there's no better version of that song for me. Right. But Randy does so much with that shit that it makes it a whole new thing. Yeah. And then he fuck it, the solo he come came up with for it is fucking spectacular. Right. Like yeah. it's insane and then it's also melodic and it's just bends and just does all kinds of shit that it's like you did not that's a fucking musical genius right mm-hmm. there because he could have just went in and kind of did a kind of did what tony did in his solo but punched right. it up a little bit yeah he just completely does it entirely different thing yeah and then the band is tight as fuck during the whole thing because yeah. they got to keep pace with it so that's pretty badass. Um, I also had to give a give shout out to Steal Away. Because uh, for the longest time, that was my favorite Ozzy song. Right. Um, it just gets right to the point. Yeah. Um, it kind of felt like, you know, at the time where everybody's talking about Crazy Train and this and that, it felt like, oh, I got my deep cut song I like. Right. But it got bumped off kind of recently as I've been really listening through the Aussie shit again to really absorb it, um, I think my favorite Aussie solo song now is uh, S.A.T.O. Okay. It's just, it kind of, it feels like it kind of does what Seal Away was doing, but just fucking better and faster and right. with more variety. And like, that's, that's kind of a blueprint of like, fuck man what could what could randy have done more because there's a lot of shit going on in that song it's like almost proggy at points it's Mm -hmm. just really him pushing it and uh i don't you know i don't know if it's sato s-a-t-o whatever but it's like you know yeah another weird sabbath thing yeah that they that they would do nib or uh yeah uh, I'm going to do a twofer on this one <clears throat> just because obviously it's two badass songs, but the reason that I'm linking them is because like on over the mountain and on flying high again, both have like guitar intros Yeah, and both of them contain chords that you won't hear in another song for another hard rock or heavy metal song. Because they're just, they're not the normal chords that are used. And so when you're like trying to figure out one of these songs, you're going to be wrong for about the first month. Yeah. You know, until you fucking just 
happen to luck into the right fingering. Yeah. You know, because other, or now, obviously, you can just look on the computer. Yeah. But in those days, you know, it'd be like, yeah, that's kind of like it. Yeah. I mean, that's shit. In a, in a <clears throat> time, in a time where, you know, motherfuckers are all playing smoke on the water wrong. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, this shit was, was, uh, was killer. Uh, just next level shit, you know, and for Jake, for, for the, the Bark at the Moon, Bark at the Moon, the song, the riff, like I say, it's not produced the way I would like it to have been, mm-hmm. but that solo is insane, and, and there's one part in that solo where, where uh, Jake does like an eight fret stretch, you know, and like, I wouldn't play that part that way. You know, yeah. I, there's an easier way to play it, but the way he plays it sounds like the way he fucking plays it, and nobody else can play it like that. Yeah. At least I've never seen anybody else play it like that. And um, and when I saw him here at the Brick by Brick, I was right there. And right before he was going to go into that outro of that solo, which is also insane, he had just, he like, just looked at us like, okay, like, wish me luck, <laughs> you know, because it was like, you know, we'll see how this goes, and he, he, and he killed it, you know, but, I mean, these are really, really hard parts to play, and for the most part, most of the people that I've seen play it cheat, when I when I play those parts, it, I cheat, you know, Yeah. Um, it's basically playing half the notes he's playing, you know, and just the same ones, Yeah. but just not all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's so enough um, to get the point across. That's yeah, that's my main uh that's my main love for Jake. Although there's a bunch of songs that that uh that I could have said, you know. For uh Zach, it's basically the album that I like the best is that is that first one. That yeah. uh and I was stoked about it, you know, because I really didn't like uh, I mean I liked Ultimate Sin, but I was sure that I was not going to like the next thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it was like, well, because Ultimate Sin, I think it gets a little tainted because Shot in the Dark is on there. Right. The rest of the album doesn't really sound like that. And then there's just this poppy-ass song that closes it out mm-hmm. out of nowhere. You're like, oh, shit. Like, so is this what the next album's going to sound like? Exactly. Exactly. So for that first album with uh, with Zach, I like no the rest song for the Wicked." Yeah, I like the song "Miracle Man." I like what it's about, and all and all that, and it's a good introduction to Zach, you know. And then I like "Bloodbath in Paradise." That's a badass song, and uh, and I like what it's about too, you know. And then uh, "Tattooed Dancer," I've always liked for whatever reason. I don't know why. Uh, uh, I probably should have listened to Demon Alcohol a lot closer <laughs> in those days, you know. Or Suicide Solution. Or Suicide Solution, but yeah, uh, Ozzy is Ozzy has told you not to drink many times while he was drinking. It's weird. <laughs> he was also on that Alice Cooper song, Hey Stupid, that was yeah. all about like don't get fucked up on drugs. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, he knew he knew what he should do, but he just didn't. He just didn't do it. But that's, you know, Hey, that's breaking all the rules. That's another fucking song on here. I think, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Which that song is cool too. So I really like this record. I really like um, No Rest for the Wicked. It's all I listened to it again recently. It's decent. There's right. still too much of that squeal in it. Yeah, even then. Yeah, so. there is some. Yeah, you know. But you know what? The 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 thing about that was when he was first doing it. There weren't that many dudes doing it. Yeah. You know? And it really, really is hard to get that squeal consistently, like the way yeah. he does. You have to really know your guitar. You have to really have the right amount of gain and all that yeah. shit going on. You know? And, and I guess that that's pretty why he plays that fucking one guitar all the yeah. time. Probably he knows where all the sweet spots are and everything. Yeah. No, I appreciate the fact that it's really difficult for him to make that sound I don't like. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I still just don't like right. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same way. Like I, when somebody's playing some really cool slide guitar, it's like, yeah, right on. Right. Like, neat. Jeez. Yeah. All right, man. So I guess that's it for 
episode two on uh, Ozzy. That's pretty much it. I think we covered uh, what we needed to. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think we can stretch a third episode no. on Ozzy there. No, I think sometimes we stretch our episodes just so we don't have to come up with a new thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. That's that why we did it. four on Iron Maiden. Right, but uh, I will be coming with that solo, Randy, and and I might as well get it out of the way soon because I got Randy on the brain right now. Yeah, so it's perfect time for that, and that's also going to lead us into a future episode that is going to be great guitar solos favorite solo yeah, yeah which that might could easily come next yeah so we're gonna leave you in suspense on that one all but, three of you oh yeah but until the next one yeah hey three becomes six becomes nine becomes 12 yeah and then and then that's it cool. <laughs> yeah that's i didn't know i bet you all didn't know that big frog knew math uh, yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i mean you got to weights and measures baby but uh all right so that's it for for this week we'll see you on the next one until then this is me big frog me mike castleberry and we are out yesterday has been and gone tomorrow will i find the sun or will it Except me, I'm the lonely one, I live in shame I say goodbye to romance, yeah Goodbye to friends, I'll tell ya Now broken wings can't hold me down, I'm free again The jester with the broken crown, it won't be me this time around to love in vain
That we'll meet, we'll meet in the 